it's Tom Elliott here and this is the Oh My Days Academy, helping you to live well in every domain of life. Hope you're doing well. Do you know, I had a nice little email today from a future podcast guest and because uh, at the bottom of my emails, one of my little sign-off lines in my signature, uh, just before I put my name, it says this, it says, uh, dream big, live well, laugh often and then I sign off right and and, and I I put it there because it's kind of it embodies everything that I'm about everything that I want to kind of share with the world uh, in that statement so dream big live well laugh often of course live well and dream big kind of relate to this podcast and laugh often relates to my work as a comedy magician so uh, it's kind of embodies everything that I do and I so I sign off uh, every email with that statement and had a little email back from one of our future podcast guests today saying, uh, Tom, your sign-off line is irresistible. So there we go. If you want to nick it, you, you feel free. Uh, if you can just put tom-elliot.org uh, next to it, that'd be great. <laughs> no, only kidding. Don't need to do that. But uh, do you know, we live in crazy times, don't you? Don't we? We live in absolutely crazy times requiring us to do lots of crazy things. I've, I've noticed as of yesterday, uh, at the time that this goes out, yesterday will have been the day, Friday the 24th of July, where wearing face masks in shops uh, becomes a law. So by law, you have to wear these face masks. And, you know, it's been good to see on the internet lots of different uh, styles and different colours of face masks and people making their own and people making them for other people. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity. Maybe I, I need to get one. And, you know, this podcast is about encouraging people to to live well and and to, to dream big. And I thought, well, maybe I could get ohmydaysacademy.co.uk printed along the, the, the front of my face mask. That would be good, wouldn't it? I have, of course, stuck to branding. For those of you that know that know me as a comedy magician, uh, I've just bought myself uh, a, a red face mask to go with my red shirt. So, so that's good. Well, as I said, we live in crazy times. We're required to do crazy things. And my guest today is none other than Sanjay Shah, who teaches people to do some crazy things uh, alongside uh, some emotional intelligence training. So we've got a fantastic interview for today. Uh, let me introduce you to the brilliant Sanjay Shah. Sanjay, you're a speaker, a trainer, uh, an emotional intelligence coach, which we'll come to uh, in in a while. But what fascinated me when I was doing the research for this is that you also train people how to walk on fire. Tell us more about that. (laughs) Okay, let me start uh, way back or about 30 years ago. And I was going through a phase in life where, in my words, uh, I was a bit messed up and life wasn't really going the way that I would have liked it to go. And I was looking uh, around for some help. And uh, I remember, you know, I remember to this day being in an office in a job that I didn't like, which was an insurance sales uh, job. And uh, one of the other people sat around the desk, uh, was reading a book. And I said, oh, you know, that's interesting. It looks like you're engrossed. What's that? And it turned out the book was uh, Unlimited Power by... uh, Anthony Robbins. And uh, I, uh, to cut a long story short, I got the book and I started reading it in there. Uh, there was a, a little bit about firewalking and, I, and part of me said, oh, that'd be really good to do. If he's ever uh, in the UK, uh, I'd love to go and do that. Uh, and that, that was it. Uh, and lo and behold, a very short time later, probably about 18 months, he was in the UK and I had the opportunity 
to go and do a firewalk. Oh, and wow. uh, uh, to be honest, it wasn't that spectacular an experience. I did it, but it was with uh, about a 1,500 other people at the uh, National Exhibition Center. And uh, uh, whilst I got a buzz out of it, it didn't really do that much. Uh, and uh, th that was it. But it started my personal development journey. And it was many years later. Now, you know, this was about 1993. And in 2000 or 1999, late 1999, I was about to set up a personal development company with a couple of other guys. And we thought it'd be, uh, I don't forget the pun, quite cool to do a far walk. Yeah. And uh, yet we couldn't find anybody in the UK that we trusted enough to train us. And there weren't any many people doing far walks anyway. And in those days, uh, I don't think Google existed. So I did a search on Yahoo probably and uh, find a number in California. And I remember one Thursday evening, I phoned the number thinking, I'll speak to the office and see what they do around far walking. Uh, and I ended up speaking to the guy behind the organization because he answered the phone and his name is Tolly Burkan. And he was the guy that trained Tony Robbins, this worldwide Wow. And uh, two weeks later, I was sat uh, in his sitting room in California uh, on the floor learning for, uh, about fire walking. And that completely changed my life those five days. So that's my journey into fire walking. Uh, it wasn't something I planned uh, and it wasn't that great an experience when I first did it. But those five days taught me something about it which changed my life and uh, over the years has helped many other people change their lives. And, and what can I just ask, in what ways it transformational? Is it just inspiring you to take a bit more adventure and risk or, or is it more than that? It's much more than that. And uh, the, the key difference is the way I was taught to teach it uh, was with a small group of people. So not 1,500 people, but uh, I when I run a far walk, Typically, uh, the, the biggest one I've done is uh, about 100 people, but uh, the average fire walk has about 20 to 30 people, so it becomes much more personal experience. And uh, that, that's the key difference between the first one and the way that I learned to do it and the way that I prefer to do it now. Uh, and what it does uh, for me, it, it's a representation of life. In life, uh, we can... Stand by the side. Uh, if you imagine a, a, a lane of coals, you can stand by the side of that uh, lane of coal, coals and watch other people do it and think, wow, you know, that, uh, that's really great. I wish I could do it. And you see them start at the beginning full of fear and by the other end, they are uh, ecstatic. And that's a bit like life where you can watch other people go and live life fully and achieve things which you wish you could do, but uh, you didn't have the courage or, or the inner strength to actually take the first step. And so you kind of watch other people get more and more disappointed in life, and yet you see these people transform in front of you. And fire walking to me is a metaphor for that, but what it does, it allows you within a very short space of time, but the training itself is uh, quite short uh, compared to the impact of it. And it's really only about it can the firewalk can be whatever length you want it to be. The ones I typically run are around ten to twelve feet, and Very you good. literally watch people change themselves within 
10 to 12 foot distance. Wow, sounds good. I might have to, might have to give that a go. Uh, so that led you, and well, that was part of your journey to becoming a speaker. Uh, you speak about emotional intelligence. Can you tell us, just for those that aren't familiar with exactly what that is, what is emotional intelligence and, and why is it important? Uh, okay, uh, let me give you uh, a definition which isn't really in the textbooks because I believe in teaching something that is practical. And a lot of ter- the books uh, on any subject, but on emotional intelligence, uh, are theoretical, but emotional intelligence can only be learned uh, at the experiential level uh, because okay. uh, of the nature of it. Uh, so what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the ability to use the emotions that you, you feel. You've got no choice. You feel as long as you're breathing, as long as you're living, there are emotions in your body, and it's the ability to use those emotions, whereas emotional stupidity is being used by those emotions. And so let, let me put a context to that. Uh, I'm sure everybody's experienced where they've seen somebody out of control because of the way that they're feeling. To me, that's emotional stupidity because it's your emotions using you. Uh, what I teach is how to use your emotions to live the life that you wish to live and make the most of it. Very good. And so so, so it's important, I guess, because it enables us, it drives us towards the that kind of life that we're being trying to be intentional about. Uh, absolutely, because we feel them. They, they, you know, as long as we're living and breathing, we are all feeling emotions, whether we recognise them or not, or whether we even admit to that or not. And the British, uh, you know, I, I, I live in the uh, UK, in the Midlands, uh, we have this stiff upper lip, and it's not as stiff as it used to be, but it's still there. And we don't like feeling emotions uh, because we've been taught that emotions are bad. So that that must have an impact then on the day-to-day decisions that we make. So how do we apply this to our lives? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Every single emotion we make, sorry, decision we make uh, depends on the emotion that we are feeling. And uh, if I if ask people to imagine a, a horizontal line, there are emotions that we feel that are above that line, and there are emotions that we feel that are below that line. And uh, above the line is where intelligence is, below the line is where stupidity is, for want of a better <laughs> word. Uh, the lower you go, the, the more uh, sort of stupid the decisions you make can be. Uh, and what we're feeling so uh, if i put it very simply if you're feeling if you wake up in the morning and you feel great the actions that you take that day will be of a certain nature because the decisions that you make are of a certain nature you wake up in the morning the wrong side of the bed and you're feeling crap the actions that you take based on the decisions that you make will not be as good as the ones when you were feeling great so when you're feeling crap, you make crap decisions. Sure. When you're feeling great, you make great decisions. And then the quality of the decisions you make have a direct impact on the quality of the life that you lead. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Let me encourage you today to join the Insiders Club where you can receive additional content, downloadable templates, and access to our online community. It's a monthly subscription, but it is pay what you want. Anything from just £3 a month. It's a bargain, friends. 
Now, big thanks to Peter, who was our first member of the Insiders Club, and emailed me to say that the first bit of additional content was brilliant. Thanks, Peter. I hope you enjoy it. Friends, join us at the Insiders Club today at ohmydaysacademy.co.uk. Sanjay, tell us a bit about the Enneagram. Uh, I'm a little bit familiar because I listen to some kind of uh, podcasts from the States, but from what I understand, it's not so well known here in the UK. Tell us a bit about what it is and and how it links to uh, maybe kind of our emotional intelligence. Uh, okay, uh, the Enneagram, quite simply, uh, comes from the uh, the Greek words Enya and Gram. Enya, uh, a gram basically just means nine points or nine uh, uh, spots, and uh, uh, so it's a nine. Uh, if you imagine a square, uh, you know, a, a, a star shape, uh, then it has nine points on it. And that's what it refers to. And what what those nine points are, nine different ways of looking at the world. So imagine uh, that you have a pair of sunglasses and they, they are rose tinted. And I have a pair of uh, sunglasses uh, that have a, a yellow tint to them. Uh, and uh, when we put on a brand new pair of sunglasses for the first time, the world looks different. So through a rose uh, tinted bed, everything will look rosy. And Within a short time, we forget that. So when we put this pair of sunglasses on again, we forget that things look different through that because we're used to it now. And yet, if we were to put on a different pair of sunglasses, we would immediately notice the difference. But if you and I go through life wearing these different pair of sunglasses, after a while, we believe that everything in the world only looks the way we see it. And so you and I could get into an argument about uh, uh, something in the world. And you're arguing from a perspective of it looking rosy, and I'm arguing uh, from a perspective of lo- everything looking uh, through this uh, yellow uh, tinted pair of uh, sunglasses. We're talking about the same thing, and yet we're convinced that things are different. So the object itself that we're looking at is exactly the same. It's our filter through which we see it that's different. And the Enneagram is a way of explaining why different people see the same situation in the world through a different set of eyes. And if we can put on somebody else's sunglasses, we start to see the world in the way that they see it, which leads to more understanding and empathy and a better level of communication. So the Enneagram, when I came across it, like the fire walking, uh, had a big impact on me. If anything, it had a bigger impact than the far walking because I remember sitting in a class, listening to the teacher, and it was an American uh, lady, describe uh, these different patterns. And when she started describing one particular pattern, uh, I, the internal thoughts behind, uh, inside me were, how the hell do you know about my life? <laughs> you, I, I haven't even met you, but you're describing my life to me. And I forgot there were about probably about 50 other people in the room, uh, which had quite a big audience, thinking exactly the same as me, because uh, they also had the same uh, viewpoint as I did. Very good, very good. Uh, and, that, and that really opened my eyes to the possibility that what we see is not reality. What we see is what we see through the shade of sunglasses that we have on. 
Very good. And it's worth looking into that. I know it's it's kind of earmarked in, in my brain to to have a look into that because uh, it, it's, it's slightly different from Myers-Briggs and everything else because it, it particularly for a work life, I get the impression it's it's better for those kind of um, high achievers and, and people like that. It kind of outlines a little bit more and gives you a bit more uh, understanding of yourself and how you work. Uh, tell uh, us a bit. Absolutely. And like, like anything, there are different uh, ways of teaching it. Uh, the traditional way is through experience. The modern way is through books and uh, uh, videos and stuff like that. And I was very lucky that I was exposed to it through the traditional way. And that's far more powerful. Tell us a bit about your personal development. You've got a method that you've created uh, and it's kind of, um, what do you call it? Uh, the word SOAR uh, stands for various things. Tell us a bit about the, your, meth- your SOAR method. The SOAR method is uh, uh, something Acronym. that I developed uh, uh, over the last uh, 20 years of my personal journey, my, my own personal development journey uh, of uh, changing my own life first and then helping other people change their lives. And I came across many, many different ways of uh, teaching and training. And uh, yet some methods stood out way above all the others. Uh, and I was looking for a simple way for people to remember what they need to do every day. Uh, and uh, everything that I do has at, as, at its very core simplicity, because the more simple you can make something, the easier it is to actually adapt it into your daily life. And the SOAR method is just a four-step process which tells you exactly what to do in any situation. So uh, if I uh, just spend a couple of minutes just describing it, uh, the S uh, stands for stop, uh, which means whatever is happening, just stop for a moment and observe, which is the second letter. So you stop and then you observe what's really going on as opposed to what I think is going on through the pair of sunglasses that I've got on. Uh, And the third step is to accept because whatever is happening is already happening. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. So uh, if I use uh, the situation right now in the world, we live in in the days of pandemic, whether we like it or not, there was an announcement made one day which said we are going into lockdown. There were a lot of people who started resisting it because they didn't want to go into lockdown. Uh, But the reality is, we were, it was announced we're going into a lockdown. So accept just means accepting the situation. It doesn't mean you can't do anything about it, but it's accepting it first. And when you accept it, you're not wasting energy in fighting what already exists. You can use that energy to actually change the situation, to make it better for you. Uh, and uh, so it's stop, observe, accept. And the last letter, R, could stand for release or it could stand for respond. So, or rather, if I describe it another way, it could stand for react or respond. When we are below the line, when we're making, we're feeling crap, we make stupid decisions, and that's reacting to the situation. When we are above the line uh, and we're making more intelligent decisions, then we are responding to the situation. And it's a, uh, and in that step, I teach people a specific way of how to respond to the reality of life. And that's uh, when you apply those four steps, you get to a very easy way of arriving at a place at which you just make far better decisions than you used to before applying the technique. 
Very good. And if people want to find out more about that, uh, I guess they can engage with you. But um, you you have recorded uh, an Insiders Club piece uh, where you share three steps to emotional intelligence, what we were talking about earlier. Uh, and so we'll do check out, listeners, uh, do check out the Insiders Club uh, if you want to hear more on that. Uh, Sanjay, you, at the age of 42, you experienced uh, a heart attack and this changed how you worked significantly. Tell us about some of the lessons you learned from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 42, uh, you know, I, I was still, in my uh, own uh, viewpoint, fairly young. And I was going about life doing what most people do, which was working hard, making a living, and trying to better myself. And in that, I worked harder and harder. The more I wanted to better myself, the harder I worked. Unfortunately, that doesn't really help the physical body. And the body said at the age of 42, stop. And I had a heart attack. And quite literally, it saved my life because it started uh, to help me look at things in a different perspective. Uh, I've had the fortune of working with many people who've been diagnosed with terminal illnesses. Uh, and so in my early days, uh, I was uh, more of a therapist than a coach. And I ended up working with a number of these people, some of whom survived the illness, some of whom didn't. Uh, but I learned certain things off all the people that survived. They had a very different attitude to life, and I didn't really understand it. So whilst I knew what they were doing, I didn't really understand the importance of it until I had my heart attack. And this is the, the what it taught me, the difference between dying to live every day, so people who've been diagnosed with an illness, mm. or in this present situation of the pandemic, people who get diagnosed as positive are literally dying to live one more day. The rest of us who don't have these situations are living each day to die one day. And when you're living to die one day, you live in a very different way to if you're dying to live every day. You approach life with a completely different attitude. And uh, I've had the misfortune or in my case, the fortune to have three heart attacks. And in between each of those, my life became better and better to the point at which I absolutely believe that a heart attack, in my case, because of what I did, have helped me improve my life. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody goes and has a heart attack. What I'm saying is you can learn those lessons without having the heart attack. And for me, fundamentally, is to make the most of each and every day. Every moment in every day is precious. And we get so caught up in working for a living for uh, whatever it is that's happening in the world, but it isn't really something that's going to make us happy. We start to live and forget that life is about making sure that we are also happy. So the, the fundamental lesson of the heart attack is to live every day, to literally be dying to live every day. Now, you may have answered my last question in that, or or it may be a perfect lead-on uh, to my last question. The last question that I, is one that I ask all of my guests. I tend to finish all of my interviews with it, Sanjay. And that is, what does it mean for you to live life fully? It means that uh, I make far more out of life than I ever used to. So in the last eight years of, of my life, uh, 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 and... You know, I'm talking about uh, my business, my relationships, my health. I've lived so much more than I lived in the 
previous part of my life, all the years put together, uh, that I live a, a life where I literally feel joy far more often than I feel anything else. And in that place of living life from a place of joy and loving what I do, because I don't work, I, I get paid to do what I love doing. So um, that's my work. Me too. Uh, uh, and in that, I, uh, I'm able to help so many other people around me. So for me, living life fully and helping other people is really important. And uh, all of this has helped me uh, make the most of my life. So God forbid that if anything happened to me, if I uh, got infected by the in, in this pandemic and I died, this time round, as opposed to the first time round, I would approach you very differently. I would approach you from a place of, I have really lived and made the most of my life which is very different to most people who are approaching their last days with a sense of, I haven't really lived. And that's what I was like before my first heart attack. Amazing, amazing. Sanjay, thank you so much. So much wisdom packed into a relatively short interview. Uh, we're really, really grateful for, for what you've shared today. Uh, listeners, do remember that Sanjay can be found in the Insiders Club. Uh, and do check that out. But otherwise, Sanjay, thank you so much. And uh, let's chat again soon. Thank you. Well, friends, that was Sanjay Shah. So if you want to go fire walking, then he's your man. Or just check him out for uh, emotional intelligence wisdom. Uh, what a great interview. I enjoyed that one. Uh, of course, if you want to find out more about Sanjay, you can check him out on his website, sanjayshah.tv. Uh, I will just say, if you type his name in Google, uh, the one, some of the top uh, news items, unfortunately, are about a Sanjay Shah in Dubai who was a hedge fund manager and uh, was done for a £1.5 billion fraud trial. So uh, I want to make clear that this is not the Sanjay Shah that we've just spoken to. Uh, it was a different man altogether. Uh, so do just be wary of that. If you want to check out Sanjay Shah, it's sanjayshah.tv. Uh, or if you type in Sanjay Shah emotional intelligence into Google, you will get the right guy. So there, are, as I said, there's more from Sanjay in the Insiders Club, which I will just say is changing and upgrading very soon. But it is changing. So if you want to make use of the pay what you want offer, uh, then do make sure you sign up today because that is needing to change in order to be sustainable. So uh, we look forward to that. There's loads of great stuff in the Insiders Club, which you will absolutely love. Uh, and But do get in touch. The best way is perhaps to get in touch with me rather than go through the, the website link, which is tom at tom org. Two L's, two T's in Elliot. And I will fast track you to the new system. And that might be the best approach today. So, uh, friends, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. We're going to have another one next week. And I look forward to joining you. Don't forget to wear your face masks in shops, my friends. <laughs>